everybody. Welcome back to But Why the Podcast. And today we're talking about the Muppets. As always, I'm Kate and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And today we're talking about the Muppets because you all voted on it. Um, our podcast community raised over $4,000 for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital this past October. And we one of the polls was that you all got to choose an episode. The Muppets beat out cats. What was it? Cats, Vin Diesel, and I don't remember the fourth one. But this one beat it all by like a very large margin. Like eighty percent of people wanted a Muppets episode. I actually don't remember what the fourth one was. I don't either. I think it was West Side Story. I think it was. Another I think it musical. was West Side Story. Yeah. Pretty well, sure they made a musical. good choice out of all four of those, though. <laughs> there were like three people who donated to Vin Diesel. Yeah, thank you, three people who donated Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel has something to do with the Muppets at some point. That dude, goofy. I'm pretty sure he's been on the Muppets at some point. I mean, no, that he's probably been on Sesame Street. Oh, that's right. See, I get my shows mixed up. I'm, it's going to happen all episode. Just get ready, guys. <laughs> so I will just go ahead and start this episode by saying Muppet is, well, Muppet is an insult in British English. Um, but Muppet is also a term for the specific type of puppetry that the Muppets, Sesame Street, Jim Henson and the Henson Company pioneered. So that's a little M Muppet. Big M Muppet is a character that was on the Muppets TV show or movies. So a Muppet can be a Muppet and not be a Muppet. But calling somebody a Muppet is always the best. No. Have you never called somebody a Muppet no. before? No. Oh, okay. I've heard Gordon Ramsay call people Muppets. Yeah. You should call people Muppets. It was great. Oh, my God. Anyway, this leads me to my first question, which, who is your favorite Muppet? And which Muppet do you think you are? Who do you want to? That's a Tufa. I can go first. Yeah, go first. My favorite Muppet is Gonzo. And it's always been Gonzo. But the Muppet I am is probably Miss Piggy because I like attention. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's if I feel like if somebody was going to assign me a Muppet, it would probably be Miss Piggy. Yeah, that and because when I was little, my mom always said that I was her. But I didn't know if that was because I was really chunky or because I was a brat. It was one of the two. So little column A, little column B. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i guess uh matt you can go next my favorite mupper is beaker and if i had to be a muppet i want to be beaker yep i was like you're also <laughs> that's accurate you're also beaker <laughs> why uh beaker is very sassy with a lot of his stuff he doesn't even talk oh he makes very <laughs> impressive noises Okay, that's you. <laughs> Adrian? So I went into this thinking that Grover was a Muppet because I remember when I was little, him doing something with Kermit. So I was going to say Grover, specifically Super Grover, but he's Sesame Street. He's a little M Muppet. Uh, so if I had to go with like probably actual Muppets, probably, I guess Gonzo, right? Because like Gonzo is kind of like the equivalent of Grover on like Sesame Street, kind of, sort of. Or uh, on on the Muppets, maybe. I don't know. I, I like Gonzo. Gonzo was kind of cool. 
but also my view of Muppets in general is just skewed by like the internet and like all of like these backstories and all these references of like them being like hard party animals and stuff like Beaker. that. So <laughs> it's really hard for me to like look at these as like actual Muppets and not their alternative egos that they were given. Uh, but I probably have to say Gonzo or maybe Fozzie Bear. Maybe I want to be Fozzie Bear. I could see you as Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Fozzie Bear, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's warm and cuddly. Yeah. I, I, animal, I also really, wait, is Animal Sesame Street or is he Muppets? He's Muppets. Animal is definitely Muppets. Muppets, yeah. yeah. I like I like Animal too. Yeah, he has the best theories. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the, uh, is it the family guy thing where they got, they, they have like the, the Muppet thing where he's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 things. <laughs> I didn't even Google look it. up Muppets theories, so <laughs> you can Google in the background for the end of the show. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> so the Muppets are an ensemble cast of puppet characters known for their absurdist and self-referential style and the variety sketch comedy that comes with their series. The Muppets were created by puppeteer Jim Henson in the 1950s and are among and among his earliest creations was Kermit the Frog, who became Henson's most recognizable character. Originally conceived for an adult audience, which we will talk about later with some of the premises that these shows took, yes. uh, Henson claimed and later recanted that he coined the term Muppet as a blend of words marionette and puppet. Um, so I know that he recanted it, but pretty much like when it comes to special effects, the type of puppetry that Henson pioneered is very specifically a Muppet, just because the puppeteering that goes behind it is very different than like say oh my hand just goes here it's also putting them on like a dolly and moving them across and working their entire bodies in 1955 the muppets were introduced in salmon friends which was a short form television series in washington dc it was developed by henson and his wife jane nebel the series was the first form of puppet media not to incorporate a physical prosnium arch a prosnium arch is essentially the arches of a theater. So puppetry and anything that had to do with puppets was presented in theater view. So you would have the arches of a theater way, and then you would have your visual of a puppet. Instead, they just used it for the TV screen, is what that means. The more you know. Anyway, uh, during the 1960s, the characters, in particular Kermit and Rolf the dog, appeared in skits on several late night talk shows and television commercials, including The Ed Sullivan Show. Rolf became the first Muppet character to appear regularly on network television when he began appearing with Jimmy Dean on The Jimmy Dean Show. Question. Yes. Is that Jimmy Dean the same one that made the sausage? No, I don't think so. Because I always get those people confused. I think this was a singer? Yeah, he was a singer, but also when you Google Jimmy Dean, it says, does he own the sausage? I'm telling you, every time somebody brings up Jimmy Dean in the Jimmy Dean show and all this stuff, I'm like, is that the same guy that made the sausage? Because that's the only thing I think of. Don't think so. <laughs> well, that's a disappointment. Um, in 1966, Joan Grants Cooney and Lloyd Morissette began developing a children's educational TV series and approached Henson to design the cast of Muppet characters during this stage. Uh, production on the children's television workshop was called Sesame Street. So, yeah, he's directly involved with all the characters that you know from Sesame Street. Um, but the clear delineation, as I kind of said, was the Muppets were originally for adult audiences and late night shows. And Sesame Street was for children. Thus, I do not like Sesame Street. 
I am going to ignore that comment because Sesame Street <laughs> is amazing. Nope. I don't know. I learned a lot of stuff from Sesame Street. I, I did kid, too. So. It also has the count. I don't yeah. like Sesame Street at all. That's because you don't like fun. Anyway, <laughs> Henson and his creative team became closely involved with Sesame Street during the years that followed. Henson waived his performance fee in exchange for retaining ownership rights to the Muppets characters created on the program. So, listeners, this is the correct thing to do. You will notice that nobody in the history of ever tends to do this, which I feel like we always comment on in some way on these episodes. It's like, and then they lost the royalties or they <laughs> took a flat fee. <laughs> Uh, so Henson was smart. So Sesame Street garnered a positive response and the Muppets' involvement in the series was said to be a vital component of it, increasing popularity, providing an effective and uh, effective and pleasurable viewing method of presentation for its educational curriculum. Then in the 70s, the Muppets continued their presence in television, primarily appearing in the Land of Gorge segments during the first season of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So it, it it's funny because, like, as I was doing these notes and things, I realized that the Muppets matter because Jim Henson matters, and they've just been around a really, really long time. Um, but I did find some really cool things because it, before the 80s, you just had them doing like all of these appearances and Henson really making a lot of his impact just in puppetry itself. And then in the 80s, they ventured into larger TV and film deals, which is where you start to see a lot of their actual impact on like pop culture. But Disney had been trying to acquire the Muppets for a very long time. So in 1989, Henson entered negotiations with Michael Eisner and the Walt Disney Company to acquire Jim Henson Productions, in turn the Muppets. Disney expressed interest in purchasing the company for $150 million. Eisner was also interested in acquiring Sesame Street Muppet characters as well. Henson declined the proposal, however, considering it a non-starter for the deal. And then as it continued, they essentially, it, it, the deal falls through and they don't they don't agree to buy anything but essentially disney imagineering preemptively began developing muppets themed attractions because they thought that it was going to work to fit into disney and mgm studios at walt disney world but the merger ended up being canceled after henson's death in 1990 nevertheless disney initiated a licensing agreement with henson to continue to develop the attractions that they had started Henson's company was sold in 2000 to EMTV for $680 million. However, that company collapsed um, and the Henson family bought the rights back in 2003. After that, 14 years after the initial negotiations began in 2004, Disney ended up fully acquiring the Muppets intellectual property from Henson for $75 million in February, which is a very low bar. For what they were bought for before. And then the Muppets died. And that's the end of the Muppets. <laughs> so when we look at like why, why the Muppets matter on like a larger scale. As I was looking through everything. This Disney acquisition is a very big piece. Disney by buying the entire intellectual property or IP of Muppets. Disney got a lot of stuff for not a lot of money. 
Um, so essentially, the acquisition consisted of most of the Muppets film and television library, as well as Bear in the Big Blue House television series, with the exceptions being uh, Sesame Street characters, which is why those are owned. I think it's Warner Brothers, because that's all going to HBO Max, or it is on HBO Max. Um, the Fraggle Rock characters, and th those two were uh, maintained by Henson. They didn't get the distribution rights for Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppets from Space, and Kermit Swamp Years, which were retained by Sony. And then um, they also didn't get a very Muppet Christmas movie, which was retained by Universal, NBC Universal. So when you look at like the deal, it's really weird because these kind of stand out as weird things to not get. Um, but I guess it makes sense. I don't know. Because I also feel like the only thing that really matters are Sesame Street. Because those aren't even like the best Muppet movies. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like Disney waited for Henson. They knew Henson was going to sadly uh, pass, which he evidently did. And I think they just waited it out. It's really grim when you put it like that. But that's definitely what they did. Ultimately, Henson retains the rights to several productions featuring Disney-owned Muppet characters like Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, The Christmas Toy, Sesame Street, 20, and Still County, Henson's Place, Billy Bunny's Animal Songs, and other things that you probably have never heard of. Um, after the acquisition was complete, Disney gradually began reintroducing the franchise it, franchise into the mainstream and promoting the Muppets across different parts of the company. Specifically, Disney formed its own studio called the Muppet Studio, which was originally the Muppets holding company. So it's like a subsidiary of Disney, but it's wholly owned by Disney as well. They also made <laughs> Muppet a legal trademark of Disney. No um, way. They did that? <laughs> Disney would never do something like that. Yeah. Under license from Disney, Sesame Workshop continues to use the term for their characters, as well as archival footage of Kermit the Frog. So to put that in perspective, Muppet is a general term for the type of puppetry, but Disney now owns the word Muppet. Sesame Street can only call them Muppets because they got permission to. Ultimately, when we look at like everything that they've kind of like gone through, even so when you look at like the broader history, it's kind of tumultuous. And even though they have their period of movies and TVs, which will and TV shows, which we'll get into here, um, there are a lot of ups and downs and they got sold on a pretty low down. Um, that much being said, they're recognized by the American Film Institute, the American, uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences the Library of Congress, and they're also on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So even though they've kind of had this up and down, the bulk of their movies from like the 80s to 90s really kind of solidifies them as like this cultural cornerstone. So before we move into about why those, here is a word from the sponsor of this episode, fun.com. Are you still looking for those last minute holiday gifts? Are you shopping for some pop culture fans? Or, you know, just trying to treat yourself? Well, we get you covered. Head on over to fun.com to grab anime-themed ugly holiday sweaters, a wampa rug, pop culture blazers, and a whole bunch of other exclusives. Fun.com has the best selection of gifts that can be anything from clothing, both fun and of the professional variety, to toys from brands like Star Wars, Disney, Harry Potter, Marvel, DC, and more. Use the link in our show notes to get 15% off right now at fun.com and finish your holiday shopping today. 
as we move into but why those and stuff just the muppets longevity is one of them and the amount of content that's been produced so for the movies you have the muppet movie which came out in 79 the great muppet caper which came out in 81 the muppets take manhattan which came out in 84 those three films received four academy award nominations then you have the muppet christmas carol which i hate but i what? think it's i don't what? i what? don't like christmas carol movies. what Whoa, I don't whoa, whoa, like whoa. I don't like For the anything. longest time that was the only one I even recognized as a Christmas carol. I thought the Christmas carol started with the Muppets. I thought I, like that that's was the like That's the only their one thing. I like. I mean I, I guess the Bill Murray one's okay, but I like that's the only all one. All Christmas carol movies. I don't like them. I think I, I just really like the old dudes. I think the old dudes are the, the best. Mu- yeah, the the <laughs> Muppets one is fantastic. No. Beaker's a dick in that movie. It's great. That can't be your litmus test for whether a movie's good. Yeah, it is. My favorite Muppet. And he's great in it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like him up as Christmas Carol because I don't like Christmas Carol movies. I don't like this podcast anymore. Like, how are you going to come attack the Muppets Christmas Carol? Movie? I didn't attack it. I just said I didn't like it. That's attacking it. That's like the only Christmas Carol movie that matters. You know what? I'll put it on a watch night. How about that? I'll show up for once. <laughs> <laughs> then you have my favorite Muppet movie which is Muppet Treasure Island, which my fun fact about this movie is my parents got into a fight and my mom said that she was going to, or my parents got into a fight and my mom took me shopping at Target and she was still angry after we left Target. And so we went and we bought tickets to go see Muppet Treasure Island. And I saw Muppet Treasure Island because my mom was mad at my dad and spending money. Um so I have good memories attached to Muppet Treasure Island. That and Tim Curry is just really, really good in it. And I love that movie so much. The movie's fantastic. Uh, then you have Muppets from Space, which is Muppets also the, it's the lowest rated uh, Muppets movie at a I 63. Like uh, and then you have the Disney Muppet movies, which is the self-titled The Muppets. Uh, which was intended to serve as a creative reboot for the characters. It was both a critical and commercial success, and it ended up winning the Academy Award for Best Original Song. And then in 2014, you had Muppets Most Wanted, which was a critical success, but a big box office bomb. That's the one I'm thinking. Hold on. Let me- I think Muppets Most Wanted is the one where, like, Kermit is in, like, Siberia or something. Yeah, so this one, I get why people liked it, but the movie was dumb. I'm sorry. I remember trying to watch this movie, and it was just, I don't know. I guess, because Muppets in Space is, like, absurd, if you've ever watched it. It's just, like, I don't even know what the hell, how to explain it at this point. It's been a while, too. But <sighs> Muppets Most Wanted. I remember people, like, liking it, but I also remember it being a big bomb, and nobody cared about it. Yeah, I don't remember Muppets in Space at all. I just remember them yelling Muppets from Space. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no. I remember the Muppet movie. I had the Muppet movie on G. I had two, I had the Muppet movie on VHS, and then I had a Muppet Treasure Island on VHS too. So I've is, seen a long time. Is the time- Muppets movie the same thing as the Pigs in Space, or is that something different? I don't remember. To be Am honest. I like just attributing that to that? I don't know. Says I, know in space? I know what you're talking about. I thought they were all just like from space. Yeah, no, no, it's pigs in space. That's the actual that that is a song. Yeah, from the, the yeah, the song. Yeah, there we go. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I'm thinking about the right movie. I'm just trying to make sure I'm not thinking about like the wrong movie here. All right, 
That's what I was saying. I was like, yeah. pigs in so, space. Well, it's, not space. A movie. It's, it's, not, it's not a movie. So pigs in well, space is a well, recurring I... sketch from The Muppet Show. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They're all in there. I will say, because as we do kind of see, they end up blending, because especially we get a lot of them, like all the stuff ends up blending together, especially with these, a lot of these sketches as we get into TV and all their appearances that they do over cross. Um, also, pigs I don't... In space. You know, probably that sketch, and I keep saying Muppets in space like an idiot. I think, been I, think, I think that is probably because it's been like it's 30. Okay, I was thinking about it, too. <laughs> it's, been it's, been like 30, Muppets, it's like 30 years ago. I was like saying it in my head. Like, I was like, Muppets so, in space does not have the same ring to it. I couldn't remember. Pigs, I was like, Ever? Pigs in space did a giant crossover with Doctor Who. So in the UK, they had it where they had pigs in space, and then they had different doctors come and do stuff with the pigs in space. And it's technically canon. So, yeah. Yes. Pigs in space is not Muppets in space. There might as well be. Have you seen Muppets in space? From what I remember, the movie's just wild. Like I said, let me get the plot for this whole movie so we can read. Gonzo is identified as a whatever. That's what... That's how we start off reading the plot from like Wikipedia type stuff. Of Gonzo has been identified as a whatever, but after having disturbing dreams of abandonment and rejection, including him being denied into the entry of Noah's Ark, he begins to realize how alone he is. One day, Gonzo tells Kermit he's going to be tired of being referred to as a whatever. An alien race appears, trying to send appear to be trying to send him a strange, mysterious message through his bowl of cereal. Gonzo realizes he may not be so alone after all. Later that evening, he climbs to the rooftop to watch the sky. Suddenly, he is struck by a bolt of lightning, which allows him to communicate with a pair of cosmetic knowledge fish to reveal his origins as an alien from outer space. Like I said, this movie was wild. Okay, so one, that does sound very wholesome. Two, they were smoking a lot. Like, they had to have been smoking a lot. Also, I I remember Fraggle Rock, and that was just (laughs) one trip. What do you all? I guess outside of pigs in space, but do you all have any favorite like things from the Muppets? I love when Beaker like flips off. Uh, what's his name? The I can't Scrooge in the Christmas Carol thing. It's great. I meant sketches from like the TV, but oh. that's fine too. Um, I I'm a big fan of the uh, people in the balcony. Pretty much almost any sketch they do of those from those two are great. That's what I was going to say, too. And I feel like the old men in the balcony have kind of like solidified themselves in every piece of media and reference. Beaker in the, I can't remember, what is the little green scientist guy? Those sketches were pretty good from what I can remember. As we move into TVs, The Muppet Show, which has a 100% oh, on Rotten I'm Tomatoes. Stupid. I'm so what? stupid. His name was Bunsen for Bunsen Burner. Oh, Bunsen God Burner. Damn it, that's right. Because I knew it was a Bunsen burner and Beaker. They did the science thing. Beaker, Bunsen burner. There you go. Uh, so The Muppet Show has 100% around its tomatoes and ran from 1974 to 1981. As opposed to Sesame Street, however, the series would be aimed for a more adult audience and focus largely on sketch comedy. This is the fun part. They have two television pilots. The Muppets Valentine Show and The Muppet Show. There is a specific pilot, or The Muppet Show Sex and Violence, which aired in on ABC in 1974 and 1975, respectively. Yeah. Um, the Muppets aren't for kids. That was very clear. But the show ended up officially debuting in 1976. And The Muppet Show introduced new characters such as Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, and Gonzo, alongside existing characters such as Kermit and Rolf. 
It aired in first-run syndication in the United States. The Muppet Show became increasingly popular due to the sketch variety format, which apparently... Did they steal the sketch variety format from Chappelle, too? Did they? <laughs> no, but Chappelle does That's a great hilarious. episode. <laughs> no, That's but, hilarious. But guess what? The only thing I do like Matt, about Sesame, don't come in here, Sesame Street... <laughs> but in Dave Chappelle's skit with Sesame Street is great. Oh, man. Yeah, the one where they had, like, the Muppets. Yeah, so they also had a unique form of vaudeville-style humor and prolific, and they also had a prolific roster of guest stars. And it was also nominated for 21 Primetime Emmy Awards during its entire run, and it won four, including Outstanding Variety Series in 1978, which is actually really big and really cool because they were going against actual humans in that category. Um, the success of The Muppet Show allowed Henson Associates to diversify into theatrical films, and the first of which was The Muppet Movie in 1979, which you already talked about. And then The Muppet Show ended after five seasons in 1981. Then you have The Muppet Babies, which I'm not going to talk about. I'm just mentioning because for some reason I feel like Matt hates it. Mm, I have to... I don't know. I have to remember <laughs> if, if what I'm thinking of... It's animated. It's just like all the other animated children shows where you make something a baby. I've seen photos of this, but I would dare not watch this. I remembered loving it when I was a kid. That's not surprising. Um, then you also had the Jim Henson Hour, in, oh, and Muppet Babies went from 84 to 91. Then you had the Jim Henson Hour in 89, and Muppets Tonight, which ran from 1996 to 1998. Both of them had a similar format to The Muppet Show, um, and then you ended up diversifying into the three films that we mentioned above. Um, as we're wrapping up, the, or I don't know, just, just kidding, there's more TV stuff. I'll ask at the end of the TV stuff. That's where The Muppets under Henson stops, and Disney Muppet starts. So Disney Theatric Productions announced in 2013 that a live show based on The Muppets was an active development and that a 15-minute show had been conducted for Thomas Schumacher, to see how the technical components would work. It was initially called Muppet Moments and an in and was an intertial television series. And it premiered on Disney Junior in April 2015. The short form series Disney Junior. That's all you have to know. <laughs> the short form series features conversations between Muppets and young children. So kinda like Forky and like all those other ones. Which was then, trash. Then in, I mean, Forky is literally trash. That's why I said that. <laughs> um, then you have The Muppets, which is the self-titled television show, which came out in 2015. That has a 64 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and I understand it because apparently it was developed to be a parody of mockumentary style series like The Office, Modern Family, and Parks and Rec. The Muppets are portrayed in everyday and in their personal and professional lives in Los Angeles. This was horrible. Uh, as... I remember trying to watch this. This was terrible. <laughs> and uh, the premise is that they're all producing this late night talk show that is hosted by Miss Piggy. Do you not remember this at all? I do. The poster is actually the Muppets, but the Muppets is in the office font. It is terrible. Adrian, I don't know if you tried to watch this. I remember I attempted to watch this. This was awful. And it was canceled after one season. <laughs> uh, I didn't really watch any, like, Muppet stuff, like, really after I was a kid and, like, the Muppets, like, were on TV, really. I, like, I didn't, 
I wasn't go, I wasn't chasing Muppet stuff, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't going to go chase like Disney Muppet stuff either. So I think this was the only one that I've actually most of these because obviously I wasn't watching Disney Junior. This was the only one that I attempted to watch, and it was basically because they said it's like they tried to make some office Modern Family Parks and Recs, and it was I think it was actually designed for adults. It was. It, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So I actually like, well, I'll check this out, and it was terrible. What like what was bad about it? Does, does it just not work? It doesn't work. Uh, like like what like is it just not funny? Or... I didn't find like, it. <laughs> I, didn't, like I said I just didn't think it was that funny. I just didn't think it worked that well. It just yeah. Writing whatever this great. whatever like whatever this thing is where all of them were just on cell phones and like Miss Piggy's like taking a selfie. I already don't like it. I already don't like it just by looking at like this cover photo that they have because it's it's bad looking. Because I mean I think Dwight? we kind of did we... they have a Dwight thing yep. yeah yeah well, that's the thing you also get the no, office which we, we talked we talked about the office before pretty much everybody in the office are terrible people and then the muppets as much as they have all of their stuff at the end of the day it's still kind of some weird adult wholesome weird innuendos half the time but it just it didn't it reminds me of that what is that what is that one lady the the default lady that they get for comedy for dumb comedy melissa, melissa mccarthy no melissa mccarthy there we go oh she that was in little, a Muppets. Yeah, her little Muppet thing failure crap. That's what oh, it kind of reminded me of. Oh, the Happy Town Murders. There we go. It reminded me of something like that. And it's just like, no. Well, so the, and that, that's the hard thing too, right? Because like technically like now, because of how we consumed Muppets growing up, we think that Muppets is a kid's thing. But as I explained, it was supposed to be an adult thing that Henson created. No, and I get, as I said, because obviously we talk about the some of the Muppets in, like, the 90s and stuff, and obviously I'm still, like, young, but probably about, like, you know, 10, getting in teen years of watching early 2000s, I guess, of watching it, and you knew they had some adult, like, things that happened in there, so I said, like, the innuendos and everything else you could see in the shows, but overall, it was kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like almost, I mean, kind of like the early Disney movies that we get anyways, where they have those, like, adult-type interactions in there where you're older, you get it, but it's kind of wrapped around, like, a kid's colorful thing. Whereas you, when I watch this stuff, it's just like you clearly try to be super over the top, I mean, adult, yeah. edgy type stuff. And it just didn't work, at least in my opinion, it just was terrible. Because, I mean, the Christmas story one is still just a fun Christmas, just a regular Christmas character. Yeah. I mean, the Treasure Island one still not like, I mean, I guess we don't get the crate, like, I mean, Hook, but with Muppets. Yeah. And then obviously in space, we're talking a talking bowl of cereal. <laughs> some fish <laughs> yeah i don't like it i don't like it not for me um so then you have muppets now in 2020 which has a 69 <laughs> on rotten tomatoes um uh, so the history behind this is a little weird so in february 2018 disney announced a web television reboot series that was in development for disney plus the project was known as Muppets Live Another Day and was intended as a limited run series set in the 1980s after the events of The Muppets Take Manhattan and depicted Kermit recruiting the Muppets to locate Rolf the dog after his disappearance. The series was intended to be, was intended to be directed by Jason Moore and written by Josh Grad and uh, produced by ABC Signature Studios and The Muppet Studio. It was going to feature original music and all that stuff, but after an executive change at Muppet Studio that prompted a different creative decision for the Muppets, Disney ended up canceling that development project in 2019, which then led to Muppets Now, which is like, I don't really know how to describe Muppets Now, and I'm not going to because it's annoying. But that's on Disney Plus, and you can watch it. Uh, people don't like it. 
that's where we're going to leave that. So outside of this, like, gradual change of, like, what the Muppets are, what the Muppets are doing. The Disney-fied. Disney-fied, yes. I coined that term, like, three years ago. It's mine. Oh, my God. Then one of the other but why those, and probably one of the biggest but why those outside of Henson himself is the fact that the characters are extremely recognizable. But beyond that, the Muppets also pushed puppetry into what we know of it, what we know of it today. Um, so the majority of the puppets are designed as hand puppets with several characters utilizing rods. Common design elements of the puppets includes wide mouth and large protruding eyes. Most of the Muppets are molded or carved from various types of foam and covered with felt-like material. The characters may represent humans, anthropomorphic characters, realistic animals, robots, extraterrestrial or mythical creatures, and other abstract characters. The Muppets are distinguished from ventriloquist dummies in that they are usually animated only up because ventriloquist dummies are usually only animated in the head and the face. But for Muppets, they're also animated in the arms and other features. They're presented as being independent of the puppeteer, officially known as the Muppet performer, who is usually hidden behind a set or outside of cam or outside of the camera's frame. Using the camera frame to this advantage was the innovation of the Muppets. So away from that studio arch to the TV frame that we talked about in the beginning. Prior to this, a stage was used to mask performers, as would be the case in live performances. And since 2006, Disney has contracted Puppet Heap to produce and maintain newer models of the Muppets instead of the Henson Studio. And during most performances, the performers holds the character above their head or in front of their body with one hand operating the head and mouth and the other hand manipulating the arms, the hands and arms, either with two separate rods or in the case of live hand Muppets, wearing the hands similarly, uh, similarly to gloves. One consequence of the design is that most of the Muppets are left-handed with the performer using their right hand to operate the head while operating the arm with their left hand. Matt, left-handed representation. Finally, we're not getting <laughs> murdered by power tools or scissors. Um, for more complex Muppets, several performers may operate a single character with the performer who's controlling the mouth usually being the one who's voicing the character. As technology has advanced, the Jim Henson team and other performers have developed several means to operate Muppets for its film and television, which includes suspended rigs, internal motors, remote manipulators, and computer-enhanced and superimposed images. So when we have a list of Muppets, um, Kermit is the most famous when it comes down to it. But I think principle... I like Kermit, and then they kind of felt like they just kind of oversaturated Kermit. And then they... I didn't care about Kermit. They changed his voice. That was an yeah, and that was another. But yeah. Have you seen the Kermit the Frog like um, as Emperor Palpatine? Yes. Yes. That's yeah, one of my favorite things on the internet. <laughs> like it has to be one of my favorite it's things on the internet. It's very good. That's like I think that's why I like Kermit so much is because he can just like you throw him into anything and it's pretty much just funny for the most part. Kermit is a human at the end of the day. Yeah. That's just yeah. That's fine. So the other Muppets include Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Roth the Dog, Scooter, Rizzo the Rat, Pepe the King Prawn, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, Beaker, Statler, and Waldorf, who are the old men, the Swedish Chef, Sam Eagle, Walter, and then Electric Mayhem, which is made up of Dr. Teeth, Animal, Floyd Pepper, Janice, Zoot, and Lips. I feel like everybody was very high. 
at least one point in the creation of these people. <laughs> I mean, you it can't just... be wrong, right? Because like, what is, because uh, one of the, during my extensive research on funny things that this is definitely an adult show, Frank Oz described animal as drums, sleep, food, sex, and pain. <laughs> Frank Oz said that. Uh, so, if that shows you anything where they were thinking about when they were making these characters. I mean, they named somebody Zoot. is definitely a word. Zoot. What's up, Zoot? Somebody's name is Lips. So, like... Because he plays the trumpet. That, make, that one makes sense. Zoot? I don't know what a Zoot is, but it might be like a sex thing, and I just don't know. I, I, who knows? I mean, there's a Zuzu. I guess that's close to a saxophone, is it? What? Oh, yeah, maybe. I have oh, no maybe, idea. Wait, maybe they're smarter than I think. Maybe <laughs> what that's, that's what's going on here. Maybe I'm just dumb and I don't know <laughs> I don't know the, the things. Following Disney's acquisition of the Muppets, puppets created by the Jim Henson Company are no longer referred to as Muppets. Puppets no created by Jim Henson's creature shop, including Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal, have never been considered Muppets, as they are generally more complex in design and performance than regular Muppets. At Henson's suggestion, the Star Wars character Yoda was was originally performed by Frank Oz and has been loosely described as a Muppet in media and reference works. But he's not, and Henson had no involvement with the character's creation. Zoot was a pop rock band from South Australia in 1964. (laughs) Um, That might be where that's inspired. So so I I thought of like Zoot Suits. That's what like I thought the thing too. But that like Mexicans wore all the time. Yeah. My grandpa has sure. a picture of himself in. But I don't sure. know that. that, was, was that but nice? also like anything that's like a anything that's like a puppeteer thing to me is a muppet. Like I don't care like what anyone says. <laughs> if it's like controlled, like if it's if it follows under the thing that you just described with all of like the poles and stuff. No, I think Yoda not, like, is definitely a muppet. Yeah, Yoda's definitely a muppet. Like he's a on. puppet, not a muppet. He's a Muppet. He basically has all the things that you described earlier. Hey, you're not going to sued by Disney because you're calling him a Muppet. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Disney's moved on from Muppets. They, now they have like animatronic little babies that Are captivate perfect. audiences around the world. And Warner Herzog will pick up and call you a coward if you don't use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, at the start of the Muppets formation, Jim and Jane Henson were the only performers. In 1961, Jane retired to focus on raising their children and then seeking out additional performers. Jim Carn, um, Jim, sorry, Jim came into contact with Frank Oz that year. And although interested, Oz initially declined to his youth and commitment to high school and instead suggested Jerry Jewell who worked with Oz at the Vegabond Puppet Theater in Oakland, California. But once Oz graduated, he joined in 1963. By the time that Muppet Show began, the primary cast of performers grew to consist of Henson, Oz, Dave Goles, Jerry Nelson, Richard Hunt, and later Steve Whittemeyer, and while Jewel became head writer on the series. Yeah. So essentially, like a lot of these people ended up staying for like pretty much the entirety of their characters until they kind of died. Uh, so like Henson, Hunt, and Nelson all played their characters until their respective deaths. 
um, Joel's Whitmire and Bill Beretta, who joined the cast of performers in the mid-1990s, assumed Henson's characters and Whitmire in the role of Beaker and Nelson cast in the role as Slather, um, which was previously uh, performed by Hunt. So essentially, like, it's actually kind of interesting when you think about it because, like, they just kind of, like, rotated different people around to fill in when other people died, um, which I think is just interesting overall because of how long this has been going on um oz continued performing until his retirement from puppeteering in 2000 eric jacobson was cast as his character his characters in 2002 at nelson's behest matt vagel gradually began performing his characters in 2008 um was dismissed from the cast in 2016 with vogel cast as kermit the frog 20 in 2017 on if anything, this just states that like apparently they enjoyed what they did and who they and they loved working for Jim Henson at any point. Yeah, obviously people do whatever they want and they change, but I guess for me, for like when you get stuff that's like you know forty, thirty, forty, fifty years, like you obviously clearly liked what you did, but obviously you clearly like the people around you that you continued to do what you enjoyed. Yeah, no, I agree there. Yeah, it's weird. Like, why aren't like the other people like more known, right? Because like we they they played those people for so long. I knew none of those names outside of like the because main they people. weren't in a Star War. That's that's fair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we only sense. know Frank Oz because he's Yoda. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, come on, other people. You didn't go. You didn't go do other Muppet stuff with like, I don't know, other Muppet stuff. They didn't need to. They like just hanging out. <laughs> Based on those names, they just hung out, smoked a lot of weed, made some Muppets. That's what I was going to say. I just picture everybody who worked at the Henson Company just getting really high and then recording pigs in space (laughs) with Jim Henson. (laughs) Um, So the last but why, though, is that they're everywhere um, or they were everywhere for a long period of time. So uh, they were in comics. Among other print media, the Muppets have been featured in comics since the 1970s. There was an eponymous comic strip by Guy and Brad Gilchrist, which ran from 1981 in over 500 daily newspapers. Six months after the Muppet Show ended its five-year run, by the end of its run in 1986, the comic strip was seen in over 660 newspapers worldwide. So when's the date that we get to go? We get to have people ask, "What's a newspaper?" Oh, I don't know. We're getting close though. Um, now, probably. <laughs> I mean, I saw an Apple close. commercial. They said, "What's a PC?" So I mean, they got and PCs <laughs> came out way after newspapers. That's fair. Then you have Muppet Magazine, which was published from 1983 to 1989. The magazine was presented as being run by the Muppets themselves and included such features as celebrity interviews with comic stories. The only Muppets film adapted as a comic book was The Muppets Take Manhattan. The comic book series was adapted by Marvel Comics in 1984 as a 68-page story in the Marvel Super Special in uh, Marvel Super Special numbers 32. The adaptation was later reprinted into three limited series issues released under Marvel Stars Comics imprint from 84 to 85. Are you telling me I can get like a Deadpool Muppet crossover? Because I want that. I mean, I feel like that's a natural progression of the Muppets, honestly. And they're both owned yeah, by Disney now. That? So just bring it back to the beginning. Just make it for adults again and just give uh. me <laughs> just give me like a fever dream of just him of Deadpool just high 
and all he sees, everyone is just a Muppet, and he has to go fight crime with Kermit the Frog. But also, um, does Deadpool have to be high to see the Muppets? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the final issue, uh, or uh, in the wake of Muppet Baby's success, Star Comics adapted the series into a bi-monthly title. And then the final issue of Disney Adventures, which was released in 2007, included a one-page strip by Roger Landridge of the Muppets. In 2009, Boom Studios began publishing a series of comic books based on The Muppet Show, written and illustrated by Landridge. Following two miniseries, an ongoing series, The Muppet Show comic book was published for 11 issues. And then additionally, Boom Studios published fairy tale adaptations centered around The Muppets. In 2012, Landri- the Landridge series was transformed was transferred to Marvel Comics, which was released in an omnibus in 2013. Ultimately, and here are some some fa- some fun facts, but also like that show you how much Muppets did in pop culture. Um, the Muppets are celebrities in their own rights, and they have a collective star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Walk of Fame, which Kermit, having been previously individually added in 2002 so kermit technically has two stars on the walk of fame uh the characters have appeared at the academy awards and the mme awards and made cameo appearances in rocky 3 an american werewolf in random american werewolf in london mr mcgorium's wonder emporium and have been interviewed on 60 minutes yeah but i mean you're leaving out the best one of apparently the game awards at this point has embraced the muppets Oh, yeah, and that's they always right. have now... Je- uh, what is it? Jeff Levy? Je- Jeff Knightley? Wait, am I not... I'm just gonna, wow, I'm just going to keep letting you go here. This is no, great. I, don't, I don't... Jeff Keeley. Yeah, I had the Jeff part right. And the K right. I just didn't have what came after the K. But yes, obviously he is a big fan of the Muppets, and so everything he has been doing for the last like years has involved at least one Muppet. Which I don't see why people have a problem with it, but I think it's whatever. Um, additionally, uh, Kermit was interviewed by Jon Stewart on The Daily Show, has guested The Tonight Show with Jimmy Kimmel. He has been on American or Extreme Makeover Home Edition, America's Funniest Home vid- Videos, and was on an April Fool's Day edition of Larry King Live. He also served as Grand Marshal of the Tournament of Roses Parade. Uh, the music video for Weezer's "Keep Fishing" is aesthetically based on the Muppet Show and consists of the brand interact of the band interacting with characters. In 2005, the U.S. Postal Service released a Jim Henson and the Muppets postage stamp. I Ms. remember that. Miss Piggy has appeared as a guest on the Late Late Show with Kate Craig Ferguson, and Kermit appeared on Hollywood Squares as one of the celebrity commentator, and he also appeared as one of the celebrity commentators on VH1's "I Love" uh, documentary series. In 2007, the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta announced the opening of the Jim Henson Wing, which would house up to 700 retired Muppet characters. The wing first set to open in uh, 2012 with film sketches and other materials from the Jim Henson Company archives eventually opened as a gallery within the World's Puppetry Exhibition at the Center in November 2017. Muppet-like characters star in the Broadway musical Avenue Q, which was a concept that is a parody on Sesame Street. Also, uh, the Peter Jackson film Meet the Feebles is a satire on the television industry and is largely reminiscent of The Muppet Show. Uh, so the Peter Jackson film Meet the Feebles is a satire on the television industry and largely reminiscent of The Muppet Show. And the other examples of them popping up, of the Muppets popping up is The Simpsons, Family Guy, The West Wing, Robot Chicken. Uh, they've all referenced the Muppets, which I'm the sure... The Robot you- Chicken Muppets is amazing. 
Oh, the Family Guy one's hilarious too. Like they make, <laughs> they make, uh, yeah, 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 the Family Guy ones are hilarious. Go, go, Google those clips, guys. They're they're great. Uh, also, uh, Muppet Vision 3D has operated at Disney's Hollywood Studios since 1991. Me and me and uh, Jim Henson share a birthday. That was my fun fact. Me, Phil Hartman, and F. Scott Fitzgerald, September 24. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had. So, does everybody have their final thoughts? Um, I'll go. Um, obviously, I remember watching the Muppets growing up. I remember some of the skits. Um, obviously, I liked a lot of the '90s movies, even as absurd as they are. I remember enjoying them growing into the middle. Um, just like most of these things, as I've become, as we've kind of done this year of nostalgia at this point, because obviously there's nothing new. Um, but just looking back, of I've noticed as Disney buy things, they seem to tend to get worse. But uh. Yeah, I haven't really watched any of the new Muppet stuff. I've tried some, and now I've just kind of given up on the Muppets. I probably should go back and re-remember, I guess, some of the actual older movies that I enjoyed so much, see if they, how much they do hold up. But I've always enjoyed the Muppets, and I like what they were. And we'll still have their great 90s TV shows, but I don't think I'll invest anything else in the new Muppet stuff. Yeah, same. Also, Gabriel Luna, Robbie Reyes, he has my birthday. Huh. That's cool. And Frankie Munez. That's a weird one for sure. That's yeah. Weird. I liked him in that Criminal Intent TV episode, though. That was a good episode. I'm a huge Malcolm the Middle fan, so I like Frankie Munez when he's a kid. Oh, and Walt Disney. Wow. 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 <laughs> this makes a lot of sense. And this makes a lot of sense on why you have all the Disney episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, my final thoughts. I, admittedly, I was more of a Sesame Street guy just because, like, when the Muppets is big, it's, like, before my time, and then they come back, and, like, Disney, and blah, 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 blah. And my question earlier, where did, what show did the Muppets, or what channel were the Muppets on? Like, where did you guys watch the Muppets? Well, I mean, they were on, remember. like, I mean, I remember seeing the late night TV stuff. Yeah. And I don't remember, and then obviously the movies were what they were. As far as the actual shows, I couldn't even remember. I, I know. can't remember where I, saw the sh- where, the, where I saw the show. That's my big, like, thing I've been trying to figure out this whole time. So I know that I didn't watch it on something that I needed cable for. That yeah. much I know, because all of that was snowy stuff. Yeah, because, like, I PBS, obviously, exactly. right? Like, I know, I know exactly, like, where we're on Sesame Street, because that's, where, like, where it's been forever. Uh, but I just, just wasn't really sure. But I, I do get a kick out of like all of like the references and things like that. Um, there's if you have time, like go go Google like Muppet stories and conspiracies. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them that are out there that are are crazy. Like there's like funny fun facts. Like Manamana comes from a Swedish sex documentary. Yes. Uh, this one guy tried was gonna blow up a radio station if they didn't play the ra- uh, the Rainbow Connection for twelve straight hours. Uh, there's just like a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's that one weird theory where if Kermit had never been born, the Twin Towers would still be standing. Like it, it's weird. I, I've like, seen that one. Yeah, it, that one. it's weird. I think like out of all of like the stuff we've covered, this this one probably has some of like the weirdest um, theories or you know, what have you that that go along with it. But I think that's just because like these are like Muppets and like puppets, and so, people get weird with that kind of stuff. So I did look up the Muppet Tonight Show just because I do remember watching some of that, and that just came on apparently ABC and then the Disney Channel. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So the so they were also shown on CBS too. CBS, that might be where. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I don't remember CBS them ever being on like... when we were when we were kids. It would have been on CBS and ABC. I remember a Muppets Christmas Carol was on ABC because it yes. was part of their ABC yeah. stuff because they'd show it after Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. 
Because I yeah, remember they always did the whole. Because um, I just remember they were always at least on one of the. I guess what we used to call the bunny ear channels. That is now. <laughs> it wasn't basic snowy cable. when I watched it. That's how I. It, know wasn't, it wasn't basic not cable, which is apparently different than regular cable now. Which I never knew was a thing until I became an adult. People start charging me twenty bucks for channels I could get with a damn antenna, <laughs> you assholes. But then, um, but yes, apparently the basic of cable. Which is the original channels that you get with the bunny ears is where a lot of them did come on. So they were pretty accessible and for the most part if you had any sort of television. Yeah, I mean I, I like the Muppets. Uh, I, I think I like just more of the Jim Henson like uh Frank Oz stuff, but because they've done so much cool stuff um after like the Muppets and things like that. But I mean it's gonna be a stable. Muppets will be for everywhere. I'm pretty sure Kermit the Frog is one of the most recognizable characters in all of like media period. I'm pretty sure he has like a world view i'm pretty sure he probably he'll probably rank up there if you like look that look those things up um i'm sorry that it's not good anymore matt i'm <laughs> i'm sorry that eh. disney disney it got disneyfied and it's not good anymore it is what it is as i i don't think they ruined my as i say with all these episodes you didn't ruin my childhood i just don't have anything to watch now <laughs> yeah i mean that's, that's what i'm saying like, i hopefully mean they just because it seems like they're just trying to go the um that intermediary 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 of like kind of adults kind of kids i think they just need to go one way or the other either make it a kid show or make it an adult show and like just let us be don't don't give me a sitcom show that both generations can watch so i will say that's weird because at first i thought it was just maybe me but i've learned i guess as we were kind of prepping for the show and i guess other stuff of like i'm not the only person that apparently feels like this and apparently is a giant thing especially since disney has made muppet studios and all this stuff because, like I said, even when you look at, like, Muppet Month 1, like I said, a critical success, I think, I remember that thing bombing and losing so much money. And I remember the Muppets, the 2011 show, apparently it got really good, but it was just kind of, eh, it's here, bland. I, I mean, I, I don't just think, think that, I also feel like Muppets are at a disadvantage, I think we remember it a very particular way. And I think it's hard to get back to that. Yeah, I agree. Right. I overall like I think that it is fine if they do adult Muppets but I just don't want them to kind of like pull I don't know because I feel like Muppets work sometimes but like it's very different when you're doing it with like off-brand Muppets versus Muppet Muppets which I think is like where the Happy Town Murders thing is weird because they're off-brand Muppets off-brand Muppets yeah well everything's off-brand Muppets because Disney owns the word Muppet (laughs) yes <laughs> yeah because then you true. kind of like run into the issue right where at some point here unless we get like a good muppets thing that lasts more than six episodes people are going to forget what the muppets are because if it's not like on a streaming service and it's not like popular generations after aren't going to know what the muppets are you know what i mean i do we're wonder gonna, what we're going to lose the muppets is what I, i'm feeling like out of all the stuff we're going to get that's been rebooted the muppets might be the biggest one that might just die to be honest. yeah and I think it's kind of like what you said when at the beginning of the show of the Muppets were Jim Henson, and Jim Henson was the Muppets. It's kind of like we talked about with Mario a few episodes ago. Um, Nintendo is Mario. Mario is Nintendo. Jim Henson was the Muppets. The Muppets is Jim Henson, and Disney can do whatever the hell they want and call it Muppet Studios, but it'll always be Jim Henson. Yeah. I, and I think that there is just at the end of the day, uh, when you break it down, like I do think that there are just some franchises that are made by a person i mean so. we I mean, even talking about here like we mentioned even before like all these people stayed together for not just like five years even 10 years we're talking about 20 years 30 years you know at like 40 almost what was the thing like 40 years for some of these people yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you yeah. we don't get that today for sure. Even just regular jobs, let alone something else. Any other final thoughts? We can wrap up. Uh, no, no final thoughts for me outside of like what we said before. I think Muppets are cool. Obviously, like long lasting, and they obviously are everywhere. I just hope that they just don't die out because they work when you throw them in things. I don't know. I it, it's just so weird. Weird times. Weird I think times Kermit will survive, but Miss Piggy might survive, but the rest of them might be gone. Yeah, that's probably that's fair. What I was thinking. Yeah, or reboot fair. a Muppets Christmas Carol. Why would you reboot that though? <laughs> you don't need to reboot it. Just make it HD. That's all yeah, we gotta just do. Give me an H- HD remaster. Put in 4K. HD. Oh my god. <laughs> 4K. A, steel, a steelbook. A steelbook 4K. Uh, what is yeah, it? Give me the, the VR. Code. Give me the VR version so I can be in there and see uh, and see Beaker. <laughs> Um, yeah, so as always, if you want to support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash butwhythopc. If you want to follow us on our social medias, head on over to at butwhythopc on literally everything, and you can find me at omemothrandir. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me at superus93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? Pigs from space.